So my friends, today the church celebrates the great solemnity of the ascension of the Lord. Forty days have passed since our Easter celebration, and today we celebrate that Christ, in his humanity, today is glorified. That the resurrection is Christ, you know, rising to life after his death, but today the ascension is his glorification, that he is taken up, or he ascends of his own power in union with the Father, to the heavenly heights, to the bosom of the Trinity, that uh, God's, uh, Christ's humanity is glorified. And that this is something that we celebrate, right? Why? Because Jesus took upon himself the same human nature that we all have, right? Jesus, in his, he has the same human nature that we have. And so, therefore, someone who shares my human nature is now in heaven. There's someone with, there's a human being in heaven. There's, mo, there's two human beings with their bodies in heaven because Our Lady, at the end of her life, is assumed into heaven. But this is it. Like he took upon, our human, took upon himself our humanity, and now that humanity is in the inner life of the Trinity in heaven. And that's pretty incredible. This is the glorification of our friend. Our friend is glorified. Our brother Christ is glorified. He calls us friends. It's kind of like when your friend gets a major award, you want to like point like, that's my friend, right? That's my friend getting that award. Look in the newspaper, that person being honored. That's my friend. That's, I, I, I rejoice in their glorification. The second point is that the ascension is traditionally um, seen as a feast of the priesthood. That because Christ is in his humanity, Jesus Christ is the great high priest, as we read in the letter uh, to the Hebrews. That he is the high priest who enters not into a sanctuary made by human hands, but into the heavenly sanctuary. And that Christ ascending into heaven is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And there he intercedes for us. He prays for us. But he ascends into heaven to pray for his church, to intercede for his church, seated at the right hand of the Father. And this is what our priest, Catholic, every Catholic priest does this uh, at every Mass, that the priest, you know, uh, we go up the steps to get to the altar. It's not just a visual thing. It's actually going up the steps. When our altar used to be back there, we'd go up even more steps that the priest ascends the steps to speak to Almighty God on behalf of himself? No. On behalf of all of God's people. Every time my hands are like this when we're praying, that's not me praying for me, and it's not just me, look how good I am as a priest. Like, no. This is every time I pray with my hands like this, listen to the words. It's praying for the entire church. That we're praying for the whole church. That this is what every Catholic priest does in imitation of Jesus Christ, the high priest. Because it's what Jesus is doing in heaven, praying for the entire church. That this is what our priest does, seated at the right hand of the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ prays for us. He intercedes for us. Finally, though, the ascension is kind of mixed with a little bit of sadness. Uh, there's a bit of sadness in the ascension because our friend, Jesus, is taken from our sight, right? He ascends into heaven and he's taken from the sight of his friends, the apostles. 
And so they don't see him anymore. He's not, he's not just, you can't just talk to him in the same way um, as they were when he was walking the earth. And even there's something, when I was praying with this passage, the fact that the angel is the one who talks, like angels don't talk to the apostles, like Jesus talks to the apostles, right? The angels aren't the ones talking. But now he's ascended and now the angels have to be like, look, men of Galilee, what are you doing standing and looking at the clouds? Like, go. He's going to come back, but you need to go, right? Move on. Well, they, um, angels shouldn't be talking to the apostles because they've had Jesus for these three years and there must almost be a kind of emptiness, right? Like if someone were to be like, hey, Father Casey, uh, your mom said do the, well, my mom talks to me directly, right? My, someone doesn't need to tell me what my mom says to me. My mom talks to me directly. Um, so there's a bit of sadness in the ascension that our friend Jesus is taken from our sight. We can't talk to him in the same way. We can't just be with him. Uh, in that same way. And so now today, the church starts this great period of prayer, praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The great 10-day prayer, praying for the Holy Spirit being outpoured upon us because it's when the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost that that new intimacy with God starts. That now the Holy God is living in our souls. And so we begin with the entire church today. We turn right our attention from the ascension to now praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that the advocate, the consoler, the gift of love of the Father and the Son may come and live in our hearts. And so this ascension is a tremendous solemnity. We celebrate the glorification of our Savior, our friend Jesus, who shares our humanity. We give thanks for his priesthood interceding for us and pray for our priests who intercede for us every day at the Mass. And then we pray with the entire church for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we may be given the power promised to the apostles in this first reading, so that we may go and proclaim the kingdom of God to all the nations.